Conclusion of Pamela, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Pamela, Volume 2 by Samuel Richardson. Conclusion the editor thinks proper to conclude in this place that he may not be thought to deserve a suspicion that the extent of the work was to be measured by the patience of its readers, but he thinks it necessary in order to elucidate the whole to subjoin a note of the following facts. Mr. B., after the affair which took date at the masquerade and concluded so happily, continued to be one of the best and most exemplary of men, an honour to his country, both in his public and private capacity, having, at the instances of some of his friends, in very elevated stations, accepted of an honourable employment abroad in the service of the state, which he discharged in such a manner as might be expected from his qualifications and knowledge of the world and on his return after an absence of three years resisting all the temptations of ambition devoted himself to private duties and joined with his excellent lady in every pious wish of her heart adorning the married life with all the warmth of an elegant tenderness beloved by his tenants respected by his neighbours revered by his children and almost adored by the poor in every county where his estates gave him interest, as well as for his own bountiful temper, as for the charities he permitted to be dispensed with so liberal a hand by his lady. She made him the father of seven fine children, five sons and two daughters, all adorned and accomplished by nature, to be the joy and delight of such parents, being educated in every respect by the rules of their inimitable mother laid down in that book which she mentions to have been written by her for the revisal and correction of her consort the contents of which may be gathered from her remarks upon mr locke's treatise on education in her letters to mr b and in those to lady g miss goodwin at the age of eighteen, was married to a young gentleman of fine parts and great sobriety and virtue, and both she and he, in every material part of their conduct and in their behaviour to one another, emulate the good example set them by Mr. and Mrs. B. Lord Davers, dying two years before this marriage, his lady went to reside at the hall in Lincolnshire, the place of her birth, that she might enjoy the company and conversation of her excellent sister, who, for conveniency of the chapel and advantage of room and situation, had prevailed upon Mr. B. to make it the chief place of his residence, and there the noble lady lived long, in the strictest friendship with the happy pair, an honourable relict of her affectionate lord. The worthy Mr. Andrews and his wife lived together in the sweet tranquillity set forth in their letters for the space of twelve years at the Kentish farm. The good old gentlewoman died first, full of years and comfort, her dutiful daughter performing the last pious offices to so beloved and so loving a parent. 
Her husband survived her about a year only. Lady G, Miss Darnford, that was, after a happy marriage of several years, died in childbed of her fourth child to the inexpressible concern of her affectionate consort and of her dear friend Mrs. B. Lord H, after having suffered great dishonor by the ill courses of his wife and great devastations in his estate through her former debts and continued extravagance, intimidated and dispirited by her perpetual insults and those of her gaming brother who with his bullying friends terrified him into their measures threw himself upon the protection of mr b who by his spirit and prudence saved him from utter ruin punished his wife's accomplices and obliged her to accept a separate maintenance and then taking his affairs into his own management in due course of time entirely re-established them and after some years his wife dying he became wiser by his past sufferings and married a second of lady davers's recommendation who by her prudence and virtue made him happy for the remainder of his days mr longman lived to a great age in the worthy family much esteemed by every one having trained up a diligent youth whom he had recommended to ease him in his business and who answering expectation succeeded him in it after his death he dying rich out of his great love and gratitude to the family in whose service he had acquired most of his fortune and in disgust to his nearest relations who had perversely disobliged him he bequeathed to three of them one hundred pounds apiece and left all the rest to his honoured principal mr b who as soon as he came to know it being at that time abroad directed his lady to call together the relations of the old gentleman and after touching them to the heart with a just and effectual reproof and finding them filled with due sense of their demerit which had been the cause of their suffering then to divide the whole which had been left him among them in greater proportions as they were more nearly related an action worthy prayers and blessings not only of the benefited but of all who heard of it for it is easy to imagine how cheerfully and how gracefully his benevolent lady discharged a command so well suited to her natural generosity the end end of conclusion end of pamela volume two by Samuel Richardson.